0: Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at a And as always, thank you for listening. Hello, humans, it's your host Corey and today we're going to talk about empathy specifically i want to look at is it really empathy that you're feeling or are you feeling a form of self-protection that is grown because you experienced an abusive environment because a lot of us confuse this emotion that we feel that feels a lot like empathy with something that we developed simply to keep ourselves safe so for example as i had mentioned before i grew up with a narcissistic father And I also grew up in an environment with people who struggled with alcoholism and drug addiction. And so it was very important for me as a child to develop a very clear read on the room from an early age. Because if I couldn't clearly read the room, it means I couldn't keep myself safe. And there's some overlap between developing that habit... And developing empathy. And so, what that leaves us with is people who feel like they're very empathic in nature, that they're really taking in the emotions and feelings of other people, that they feel really connected to people, but then they don't understand why they're also so exhausted and burned out anytime they interact with others. And so, it's very possible that you view yourself as a very empathic person, but what if your empathy is coming from this place of self preservation rather than true empathy? So I want to look at the distinction between those two types today and see if we can get a clearer read on which one it is that you might be experiencing or using in your life. So empathy, true empathy, is defined as our ability to understand the feelings of other people and to share those feelings with other people. It's about being sensitive to other people's experiences, showing them compassion or connecting with them. This genuine connection usually involves some degree of emotional involvement or emotional connection It's usually about being present with a person, listening to them, understanding what's going on. Maybe we will feel a lot of compassion for them in their situation. Maybe we'll hear their story and we'll think of ourselves. Or maybe we hear their story and we think, gosh, I would really wish I could help them. I really wish I could take away their suffering, their pain. I wonder what I could do to support them and help them. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with empathy. In fact, I think empathy is a superpower. I think our ability to recognize the pain of others, to put ourselves out there, being willing to hold space for the pain of others and help others when they're having difficult time, I think that is part of the magic of being human. But there's a big difference between that kind of empathy and the kind that develops because we are in an abusive environment. And the reason why we need to connect with the people around us or understand the people around us is because if we don't, it will have really dire consequences for us. One of the main components of true empathy that does not exist in its abusive form is a healthy boundary. So empathy that involves understanding other people, connecting with other people, helping other people out doing what we can for them it must have this form of a healthy emotional boundary between the two people so it's not that you have to help them or you have to do something for them or it's expected of you or that it's required you do it because you want to because you have the capacity to and that comes from a very different place than this self-protective necessity just to give you a little bit of a contrast to that So empathy in an abusive environment, when the individuals around you, they are toxic or maybe they're narcissistic. So for example, my father who is a narcissist, there's a reason why, quote, empaths and narcissists go together. Maybe you've heard that in other discussions about narcissism, how narcissists tend to draw in empathic people. But the kind of empathic people that narcissists attract are the empaths who have developed empathy in an abusive environment. So, again, it's very different than true empathy. It's more of this survival empathy in which you are without a healthy boundary. So, it'd be very natural for you to do things like put someone else's needs before your own, prioritizing their well being above your well being which is two things that narcissists absolutely love, (laughs) if you've ever encountered one. If you've ever encountered someone with narcissistic personality disorder or you just encountered a toxic person, they don't always have to have actually clinically diagnosed issues. They could just be a toxic person. If there's someone who expects you to cater to them above yourself, they're more concerned with their well-being than your well-being. They expect you to always be sensitive to their needs, to their wants. You need to do things for them before you can do things for yourself. A really banal and somewhat bizarre experience of this that I have is I still have this lingering feeling that I have to do everything that needs to be done that's expected of me before I can take care of myself. So an example of this would be, if Kim, my wife, ran the dishwasher the night before, and I know she's gonna want me to unload it because that's my chore. And I'm making my breakfast in the morning, I'm making my tea, I like to have tea every morning, very boring, I know. (laughs) Making my caffeine of choice, I'm making my breakfast. Before I can sit down and eat that, I will feel compelled to put away the dishes. And there is nothing toxic or emotionally abusive or manipulative about my marriage. It's just simply that I have this lingering leftover compulsion that I have to do that before I can sit down and feed myself. And that doesn't matter if I only have 10 minutes to eat. So I might have 5 minutes, 10 minutes before I need to get on a Zoom call or I need to do something. And so I really need to sit down and eat. That would be what's in my best interest, is to take care of my needs first and do the dishwasher unloading later. Like, nothing's going to happen. She's not going to beat me. She's not going to yell. She's not going to freak out. But I feel like I cannot sit down unless I do this first because I know it's expected of me. It's on the radar as something I'm supposed to do for someone else. And that is a leftover compulsion from being raised by a toxic person, by a narcissist. If you're surrounded by people or you just have even just one person in your life who not only expects your empathy, but demands it of you, then it will create that feeling of deprioritizing your needs in order to cater to other people's needs, and that's a good example of the healthy boundary not being in place. Because the healthy boundary would have been, of course, if I only have five minutes to eat something in the morning, I should absolutely do that instead of unloading the dishwasher. But I had so many experiences with my father growing up in which I was punished for trying to take care of myself first. Even though, obviously, parents should teach children to prioritize their needs, that was not the case in my toxic environment. If you developed empathy, as most humans do, but you did it in this abusive environment, it's very possible that you developed your empathy without healthy boundaries. And that's what makes it unhealthy for you now in whatever life that you're living because you're probably still deprioritizing your own needs in order to take care of other people. You're probably still feeling deeply for other people's plights, let's call them other people's experiences, to the point where you feel emotionally drained. You give too much of yourself to the people around you who have needs, because you don't know how to keep your needs a priority. So you will often undermine your own needs in order to care for other people. And again, this is me. I am not judging you. (laughs) If you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, I might be someone who has empathy, but also no boundaries because of my past experiences, either with a toxic relationship or unhealthy family dynamics. If you're hearing yourself in this, there is no judgment in my voice, because that's also me. I'm bringing this to your attention because... If you are someone who has a great deal of empathy, but also no boundaries, you are going to continue to feel used and exhausted, even by good people, if you do not learn how to develop those healthy boundaries around your empathy. Because, for example, staying with the benign dishwashing unloading example, I could then be very resentful that I had to unload the dishwasher, but she did not make me do that. (laughs) She did not make me do that with my five minutes, right? That was my choice. Because that's what it looks like when you move from an unhealthy environment to a healthy one, which is where you're still doing all the unhealthy patterns from your past. But now you have healthy people around you who are like, I didn't tell you to do that. Why are you reacting that way? Because they don't understand that you have no boundaries around your empathy. You don't know how to keep your needs first and foremost in your mind. I don't even know how to keep my own needs first and foremost in my mind all of the time. (laughs) It's something that I'm working on. But I just wanted to bring some awareness to this form of empathy, because a lot of us, we are very loving and caring people, we are very empathic people, but we feel like it gets us into trouble. Like we put ourselves out there, we're the first to help someone, we're the first to give the shirt off our back to somebody, but then we feel very used, or maybe we feel manipulated, and like maybe this other person that we've done all this for, they don't really care about us, there's a lack of genuine connection, and it's hard to recognize why there's there's this mixture of negative emotions, unless we can also recognize the presence or lack of a healthy boundary in that connection. And again, don't beat yourself up if you do not have healthy boundaries around your empathy at this point in your life, or if it's something that you still struggle with, like me. The way I developed my empathy was a survival mechanism. Being highly attuned to the erratic people around me, <laughs> particularly to their emotions, is what kept me safe. So if I could recognize immediately that my dad was angry or in a bad mood, or I could recognize immediately that my mother was depressive or that she was emotionally unstable, the quicker I could recognize the emotions and the people around me, the safer I would be. The more time I would have to make adjustments or to protect myself or to get myself out of sight or to try to do something to shift that mood. If you developed this empathy as a form of protecting yourself, don't beat yourself up about it. It was something that you had had to do to survive your situation. There's this key element, particularly in narcissistic dynamics of manipulation. So for example, my father was very good at seeming like he had empathy for me or mimicking empathy, because he knew it what it should look like. And so he would present empathy in order to evoke that empathetic response in me. So he would pretend to be really nice about something or he would say he was doing something for my own good or he was feigning this understanding of me. Or he was feigning this connection in order to maybe get a particular behavior out of me, or get a particular emotional response, or to make me more emotionally dependent on him because I was a child. I mean, this is a given. Children are emotionally dependent on their parents. So he was capitalizing on and manipulating that aspect of our relationship. And so that can also convolute the idea that we have of empathy in our own minds if we see other people being, quote, empathetic, but then it's also mixed in with all this other, quote, bad stuff. Then we're like, well, what is empathy? Like, why is it so exhausting? Why is it so terrible? Maybe I shouldn't be so empathetic. But no, empathy is not the problem. It's the lack of boundaries that's the problem. Empathy is great. Empathy allows us to feel loved and connected and part of this larger experience of humanity. But it has got to have boundaries in place. If there's no boundaries, there's no genuine connection. It's very difficult to have emotional connections with others, safe loving connections, if you don't have your boundaries in place to make sure that it's truly equal between two people. Because when there's no equity, let's call it, in the relationship, when it's not between equals, when it's one person who is serving the emotional needs of the other person at the expense of themselves, what that person will feel is emotionally exhausted. They will feel absolutely used up by the people around them, burned out, helpless, like maybe they can't change their situation. And that's because unlike true empathy, which also keeps your needs in the picture, it's not just about their needs, it's also about your needs in true empathy. If your needs are kept in the picture, then you won't experience that depletion, you won't experience that exhaustion because you're not being asked to throw yourself away in order to take care of another person's needs emotionally. So in order to have true empathy with other people, we have to keep prioritizing our own needs. We can't just throw ourselves away completely and make everyone else's needs the priority, do everything we can for other people, feel all of their feelings for them, be totally invested in the outcomes, and absolutely forget about ourselves because we will experience more and more that exhaustion and that burnout, that helplessness, that overwhelm. The degree in which you throw yourself away The degree in which you deprioritize your own needs for the sake of others, that will be the degree to which you feel exhausted and used and burned out and overwhelmed. So just think about that as you go forward. Keep your empathy alive. Your empathy is an amazing gift. It will allow you to experience so much joy and connection and love and happiness in this life. But just also make sure that you're not deprioritizing your needs for the needs of other people. Do what you can to have that healthy boundary in place so that you're still looking out for yourself, you're still loving yourself and taking care of yourself while you're there for the people in your life that you care about. And that's it for today, dear human. I hope you found this episode useful. And if you did and you'd like to let me know, or you would like to write into the show with your questions, you can email me at corey at or reach out to me through any of my social media. Otherwise, I will be back next week with a new episode of A Well-Cared For Human, and until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared For Human was written and produced by me, Cory Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash CoreyMarie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.